0: So on the eve of marking the 150th anniversary of the 1869 Irish Church Act, which led to the first of our great ancient monuments being taken into the care of the state, it is fitting that we now take the opportunities of renewed heritage investment and listen to the voice of Ireland regarding our heritage.
1: You're listening to To Preserve and Protect Contemporary Issues in Irish Cultural Heritage podcast series from the Royal Irish Academy, funded by the Heritage Council. To listen back to other episodes in the series, check out our page on the Royal Irish Academy's website at ria.ie. Michael McDonough is Chief Archaeologist in the National Monument Service of the Department of Culture, Heritage and the Gaeltacht. His podcast is entitled Placing Value on Our Past – Managing Ireland's Archaeological Heritage
0: Our heritage underpins our culture, economy and society. It enriches our lives. It inspires achievement and creativity. It gives life to our communities. It is all around us. The names of our townlands, islands, villages, parishes, towns and cities draw from our ancient landscapes and archaeological monuments. Glenveigh, Killarney, Kilgobbin. Newgrange, Cashel, Rathfarnham, Dublin. Names which echo forts and castles, clans and tombs, churches, mountains, glens and rivers. We are all the custodians of a wonderful heritage legacy, recognised around the world for its richness. This heritage underpins the sense of place of communities right across this island, and indeed it underpins our very sense of national identity and nationhood. The landscapes of our national parks and nature reserves were formed over 10,000 years ago, shortly after which our first ancestors settled here. Since the glaciers of that last ice age retreated, our diverse flora and fauna have populated our island and shores, shaped by over 250 generations of our ancestors, who have left their mark across the island in the form of over 150,000 known archaeological sites and monuments spanning over 8,000 years of human activity, which provide a rich heritage tapestry across the landscape, going back to the very origins of human occupation on this island. These sites and monuments present a source of delight and wonder to communities and citizens across the state and for the many visitors drawn to our shores. This unique archaeological heritage is internationally acclaimed. More than across most European countries, our many archaeological monuments survive upstanding across a landscape that has not suffered the ravages of widespread 20th century warfare or the extremes of agricultural intensification. We have much to be grateful to our farming community for, for their tremendous custodianship of so many of our monuments. Discoveries this summer of stunning prehistoric sites across the World Heritage landscape of Boyne around Newgrange received wide global attention. Appearing as remarkable crop marks in the parched fields of the Boyne Valley, they are remarkable discoveries which confirm to us the secrets that our landscapes still hold and the universal appeal of the joy of archaeological discovery. This is something we recognize in our work in the department in striving to ensure that all the fantastic work which is being done by our archaeological profession and academic researchers is made accessible to those who yearn for it. As we move on, we might be ever bolder in our ideas on making our heritage more accessible. We might, for instance, where possible and safe to do so, explore enabling public access to more archaeological excavations, facilitating school visits, Explaining wonderful discoveries as they are being unearthed. And our support for community archaeology will be strengthened because the appetite is there for it. Making archaeological knowledge publicly accessible will always be one of our priorities, in line with government open data policies. The launch earlier this year of our historic Wreck Viewer, with location and other detail of over 18,000 wrecks in our waterways and off our coasts. Is one recent advance in making accessible our archaeological heritage to all. This information on our underwater heritage, including the tragic Spanish Armada wrecks, complements our Historic Environment Viewer, which has five million hits each year as people search the database of over 150,000 monuments and sites, wanting to learn of the archaeology of their place. Also this year, we and others collaborated with the Geological Survey of Ireland on making fine survey detail of the landscape available online. Together with freely available, high-resolution aerial photography, these resources are enabling reports of many discoveries of archaeological sites coming into us and creating a generation of archaeological explorers, professional and amateur. It's our responsibility to value this archaeological heritage, and that is where our focus and priority lies. All our efforts in archaeological protection must be supported by a strong legislative framework. Our current National Monuments legislation consists of eight Acts passed since 1869. There has been good progress over the last few months in drafting new National Monuments legislation. The overall objective is to have a modern, efficient and effective legislative code all contained between the covers of a single Act. Subject, of course, to the overall legislative program, we would hope to commence progressive legislative scrutiny of the bill through the Oireachtas from next year. Our legislation and policy in terms of archaeological protection is already some of the strongest in Europe. It enshrines proper conduct of archaeological excavation to a scale that is not seen in many other jurisdictions, which has supported the development of an archaeological profession here. This strong protection is born of decades of hard collaborative work in embedding archaeological protection into our planning process. This is important to have in place as we face the infrastructural demands of coming years of projected economic and population growth. We need only look at the wealth of discoveries made by Transport Infrastructure Ireland during the construction of the Rhodes Programme and Lewis projects, which have transformed our understanding of Ireland's past to see the benefits of properly managed and resourced archaeological excavation. The history of our strong archaeological legislation dates back to the 19th century and 2019 will mark the 150th anniversary of the passage of the Irish Church Act of 1869. This was the first legislation designed to protect archaeological monuments in Ireland and it set the foundation for the state taking direct responsibility for the care and management of ancient monuments. Since the Reformation in Britain and Ireland during the reign of Henry VIII, as the established church, the Anglican church had continued in possession of large numbers of churches and cathedrals across Ireland, predominantly medieval buildings, which often incorporated the remains of much older churches and other ecclesiastical structures. By the middle of the 19th century, many of these churches had long been abandoned as places of worship and were falling into decay. No organisation... Had the resources or skills to care for these ruins and their situation looked bleak in terms of preservation. This finally changed with the passing of the Irish Church Act in 1869. Shortly before this, William Gladstone, the British Prime Minister, had been struck by the beauty of the church ruins that he had seen during a visit to Glendalough in the heart of the Wicklow Mountains. When Gladstone's government began to prepare legislation, which was primarily designed to withdraw official state support from the Church of Ireland, a section was inserted that allowed for any church or ecclesiastical ruin of historical or archaeological interest and in need of preservation to be transferred to the then Commissioner of Public Works so that it could be preserved as a national monument. This piece of legislation was unique to Ireland and was the first statutory provision that allowed the state to take archaeological monuments into its care. And in 1874, the first ruined churches were transferred to the commissioners. These included some of Ireland's best-known national monuments, including the Rock of Cashel, Glendalough and Monaster Boyce, and the origins of our historic legislation echo in our responsibilities today. The care and maintenance of these monuments is now a function of the Office of Public Works, working with the Minister for Culture, Heritage and Gaeltacht. And 150 years since the start of our heritage responsibilities, We look now to continue that work to ensure the protection of these monuments for generations to come. The range of monuments taken into state care has grown to include a wide variety of prehistoric sites, late medieval castles and abbeys, and more modern structures of historical significance, such as the 18th century buildings at 14 to 17 Moore Street. These national monuments right across the country are a key attraction for tourists. The numbers attracted to these sites has risen exponentially in recent years, 3.4 million in 2014 to over 6.6 million in 2017, showing the popularity of our heritage and its contribution to tourism. One priority focus in coming years will be on conservation of our national monuments. We are also committed to ensuring better access to our shared heritage and will work with our partners in the OPW Fulcher Island and local authorities to do this. We also need to ensure that interpretation is up to date, building on the vast knowledge that is obtained from archaeological research and excavation over recent years, telling the authentic tale of Ireland's past. On our understanding of that past, newly generated knowledge arising from development-led archaeological excavation and academic research has generated huge new understandings. Under the strong legislation and policies regarding archaeological protection, it is important we recognize the immense contribution of the archaeological profession to the sustainable development of the state and in telling this story. We value greatly our engagement with the archaeological profession and the Institute of Archaeologists of Ireland, the body which represents the profession on the island. As the archaeological profession recovers from the recession of recent years, as other professions also suffered, We need a strong institute, fully representative of the profession, to work with and to support, as we have done for many years, on CPD programmes and various matters, including standards relating to archaeological practice. It is important we build on this partnership, enabling the profession to become more viable, sustainable and relevant into the future. We value also very much the vision of the Royal Irish Academy in relation to the archaeological profession. We will continue to support and fund various archaeological research grants through the Academy, including archaeological excavation and World Heritage Research. We particularly welcome the initiative of the Academy Standing Committee for Archaeology and its Archaeology 2025 Strategic Pathway project, which we will look forward to supporting in coming years. Vast amounts of information about our past is generated by all this archaeological research through our universities, our research bodies, and through archaeological excavations licensed by the state. Ensuring access to this information is one of our highest priorities. New investment will enable us to continue a process of digitization of this information to allow greater public access, working with our key partners, including in the National Museum of Ireland. We look forward now to the future of our heritage, Last April, Minister Madigan announced investment over the next decade of 285 million euro for heritage as part of an overall 1.2 billion euro 10-year investment in culture, heritage and language. This new investment and a clear strategic direction will be this generation's contribution to the opening up and presentation of our national heritage and its preservation for future generations. Funding will support jobs in the heritage, conservation and archaeological sector. It will also assist sustainable regional development through the protection and promotion of heritage tourism locations. To guide this heritage investment under Project Ireland 2040, we need clear priorities and objectives. In order to identify these, last week Minister Madigan announced the start of an extensive four-month consultation process on the development of a new heritage plan for Ireland to be known as Heritage Ireland 2030. The last National Heritage Plan was in 2002, and a new, refreshed and revitalised plan has been long overdue. It is really important that we understand fully the challenges and opportunities facing our partners and stakeholders in managing our heritage. That understanding will allow us to better frame this policy, which will guide all of us for the next decade and more. Heritage Island 2030 vision is built around three themes. On the first theme of leadership, as Minister Madigan stated at the launch last week, Heritage Island 2030 will provide a clear national heritage policy direction, reflecting commentary received over recent years that there is a need for strong leadership by government. On the second theme of building partnerships, we recognise the universal ownership of heritage. At a national and local level, we must work better together to protect, manage, and promote our heritage. This cannot be done without the help and support of partner organisations, such as the Heritage Council, the local authority heritage and conservation offices, schools, community groups, businesses, experts, and academic institutes, as well as bodies such as the Royal Irish Academy and the Discovery Programme. Heritage Island 2030 will empower communities to work with us in managing, protecting and conserving heritage. It will provide structures for capacity building and will provide the proper forums for heritage partners to work together. On the third theme of communities, Heritage Island 2030 will seek to support the important role that local authorities play in working with local communities to protect and manage heritage For the enjoyment and benefit of all. It is really critical that everyone have their say in shaping how we manage and protect our heritage. The tagline of the current public consultation is have your say and we really urge everyone to enter into this important dialogue with us to tell us of your heritage dreams, your hopes and your bugbears regarding heritage and our current approach. What needs fixed? So we'd urge everyone to go to our website make your submissions by email, by post, or by online survey by the end of February 2019, and be part of shaping that approach to valuing and protecting our national heritage for the next decade and more. With funding secured and moves to a new national heritage policy direction under Heritage Island 2030, we are on a good footing to ensure that our archaeological heritage is protected and cherished now and for the future affirming our values as a society to live up to our obligations to protect and care for heritage for the enjoyment of all. Our heritage sites are places valued by communities. They are places of memory, of education, places of recreation and enjoyment. They add significantly to quality of life and community well-being. Our heritage is an irreplaceable national asset which belongs to us all And we will be ambitious for the future by recognising the challenges and opportunities ahead. It is well known that through understanding our heritage, it is better valued. By valuing it, communities want to care for it. Through caring for it, we will better enjoy it. And through greater enjoyment comes an ever greater thirst to understand. And so the cycle goes on. So on the eve of marking the 150th anniversary of the 1869 Irish Church Act, which led to the first of our great ancient monuments being taken into the care of the state, it is fitting that we now take the opportunities of renewed heritage investment and listen to the voice of Ireland regarding our heritage. It is passed down to us from those generations which have preceded us, and it is our responsibility to pass that heritage on to future generations so that they can understand and value what came before them. We are in a period of great opportunity, while faced with residual and new challenges. And these challenges and opportunities coalesce, in my view, around one word, and that word is relevance. How to ensure that our heritage becomes ever more relevant and of value to the lives of communities and to the experiences of visitors to these shores. In developing our economy, in providing a sense of place, in supporting research and jobs, and ensuring that the wonderful story of Ireland's past can be told the best it can be. These are exciting times ahead for us all, and the National Monument Service and the Department looks forward to playing its key role.
1: Thanks for listening to To Preserve and Protect Contemporary Issues in Irish Cultural Heritage A podcast series from the Royal Irish Academy funded by the Heritage Council this podcast series was produced by Real Smart Media. To listen back to other episodes in the series, check out our page on the Royal Irish Academy's website at ria.ie.